Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Ah, Chasing here. You know what it is? Dimly lit room. It is deep within the bowels of the Armstrong. You get a communications compound on Little Friday. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The Taliban. The Taliban? Why is the Taliban our general manager? Well, they won't be our general manager, but they will be the general manager at both Afghanistan on September the 12th at about noon. Yeah, you know what's interesting to me is... um. Uh, the government of Afghanistan wants us to leave, and most of the people want us to leave. Uh-huh. And they know the reality on the ground, so... i, I got to believe the government officials uh, understand that they may soon be separated from their heads. Pow, pow! Yeah, I find this whole subject very, very fascinating. And uh, I think I should dig this up. I saw a tweet last night. That had an impact on me about this whole topic and thought about it in this way. And after 20 years, that's saying something. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, pro- part of the problem all along has been this whole forever war moniker that uh, people on the right, people on the left, the media, everybody put on it. It hasn't been a war for a very long time. It's policing and prevention, but we're not allowed to say that. So it became America's longest war. Right. If you talk about it as the war all the time, you do get into a box of are we winning or losing? Why are we at war? A long time ago, like maybe 18 years ago, certainly 15 years ago or 10 years ago or two years ago, somebody should have had the balls to stand up as president of the United States, I mean, this is the fourth president to deal with it, two different parties, as Biden pointed out yesterday, and said, look, the, the, we're not at war. The, this isn't a war. It's not about winning or losing a war. We need to have enough of a presence there to keep an eye on the Taliban and other terrorists in the region. It's a counterterrorism strike force, and occasionally we help the Afghan government when they ask and us. And then have a, a national conversation of whether or not we think that's a good idea. But as long as you keep it in that framework of a war... Then me and all kinds of people are, what, what kind of war is this? Are we, we're losing the war. And, I know. And, and so, and it hasn't been a war for a very long time. Is there also, anybody running around citing the presence of, uh, the presence of Longstuhl Air Force Base in Germany? Are they citing that as proof that World War II is dragging on? Yeah. Now into the 70th year. And also, I heard a, I heard a great, uh, this is one of your special forces guys from way back in the day, and, and he's got a book out now, but, uh, about how our tolerance for pain around this stuff is so low. Um, even with 2,000 deaths, roughly, in 20 years, and obviously all of them are tragic, but that's not very many. Um, if, if a president wants to stand up there and make a good, full-throated support of why we need to be there, you know, we we might have to absorb that amount of uh, blood and treasure to 
to, to keep an eye on that region of the world. Well, I want to have a good long discussion on this, and we have clips from old man Biden. We have Lindsey Graham, who came out hot and eloquent yesterday, defending our presence in Afghanistan. Um, there's a great deal of ambivalence around here about this topic, so we're not going to try to yell at you one way or the other and try to convince you of anything. Um, but there have been uh, far more folks uh, of our uh, in our armed forces who died of training accidents over the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. In oh, yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah. I mean, it's not a great place to be. I wouldn't want to be there, but no. it's not, it's not like it was in, in 2006. No. So it's been, it's been presented to us poorly by all the presidents. Um, and the media, of course. Our and, crappy, and media. crappy media. We get to blame as human, you know, as, as civilians for not paying more attention to the dang thing. Um, and, uh, the other thing that I've heard pointed out by multiple people is it, it hasn't been a 20 year war or anything. It's been 21 year different things. If you look at how many different plans there have been and how many different people have been in charge. Oh, I see what you're saying. They're 20 different one year situations. Yeah. We've never, yeah, okay. we've never, we haven't been on the same plan with the same goal hardly ever for more than a short period of time. Oof. That's its own problem. And remember the Washington Post did that big story several years back about how often we were lied to, presidents were lied to. You know, if you're a commander in that region and you understand the president wants this this news, you start telling them this news, whether it's true or not. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Yeah. And it's in no it's in no sense of war. And hasn't been for a long time. No. no. We have troops stationed all over the globe. And we don't call each one of those places a war, even if there used to be one there. So are we just... Are our politics just such that you can't have that conversation? I, I don't... Bush didn't. Bush never never pivoted away from we're rebuilding Afghanistan and making it a democracy. Then Barack Obama had eight years to transition to something else and never did. Well, I think they're they're framing the present based on the past entirely, and they're thinking, well, the stupid, stupid American people can't uh, take in that subtlety. They can't uh, comprehend it, and so I will be judged on having won or lost this war or ending the war or continuing the war, and, and they don't even bother attempting the conversation that we just had, which I think is the first time I've ever had heard that conversation. It would seem to me that... Or, if, or darn near it. It would seem to me that if you did a good job of explaining how it's not a war anymore... You wouldn't ever get tagged with losing it. No. No, I think you could do it in two minutes. But obviously using simple words. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I also, I don't get, and I've taken in some long magazine pieces on this, I don't get why the government of Afghanistan and the, Afghanistan, the Afghan people want us out. I get that you don't want to be occupied, you don't want other countries dictating you. But God, aren't those people all going to end up dead? A, Certainly a the people in the are. government. Yeah, I just think I think it's easy for us to underestimate uh, how much it rubs you the wrong way to be occupied. Yeah, I suppose. I think they despise it, and they'll take their chances. Yeah. They know how to negotiate with their own people. They know how to work out not getting their heads sawed off, or at least they think so. Yeah. Well, as we get closer to the date, there'll be a lot more talk about it, and... Uh... I've I've not talked on the air about uh, conversations I had with a couple of were they both Green Berets or Navy Seals I don't remember remember when we were at that that cocktail party thing but man some of their stories I'll never forget they were brutal I think they were Army they were the brutal reality of uh, of of what has been going on over there that you know we were never really leveled with about 
No, it's it's sub-civilized in a lot of Afghanistan, including their attitudes toward life, death, pain, you know, rape, etc. Yeah, I'd say. Anyway, that's a heck of an interesting thing. It's teamwork that makes the dream work, and that's why we introduce everybody in the squad. You know, it's tax day, kind of, for a few people over a few things. Well, they had to postpone the taxes because of COVID. Um, yeah. Or something. Uh, anyhow, let's introduce our technical director, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing okay. Um, I guess a former Bachelor contestant uh, came out as gay yesterday. But I was just thinking, people don't huh. trust the media, and now I'm beginning to think that reality TV may be fake. Another <laughs> another institution that takes a blow, and we can't we trust can't trust it. The bachelor, another betrayal. The Bachelor slash Bachelorette institution. And man, if I can't believe that, what can I believe? Mm. If I can't believe that that's a real heterosexual human being looking for love on a game show, <laughs> then what can I believe? I understand, I Michael. It's probably so. I'm a little down this morning. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Why did he? Get, well, I know we got some audio on that, but why did he go on the show if he was gay? Oh, I have all sorts of information on this fella. <laughs> okay, yeah. there's positive oh, yeah. Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing quite well. Um, I was uh, fully admit this is confirmation bias, but I had a, a great time listening to a podcast yesterday where they were talking about kind of the, the polling uh, industry and the nature of polling in, in present day America. And uh, it just was great to hear somebody else with the opinion that, oh, yeah, it, you're it, it's just as accurate as throwing chicken bones and trying to predict the future from that. Um, you're, you're just as likely to get wrong information as you are from good information. And there isn't any real way to figure out which is which in the in the moment. Only through looking back do you, do you recognize that. So I, was, I enjoyed hearing that. Yeah, huh. you know what? Uh, I'll have to ask you to send me that link, Sean, or, or just jot it down for me. My daughter is kind of moving into that realm of uh, of business, uh, data analytics and voting patterns and that sort of thing. How much different would all our conversations be if we didn't uh, b- believe certain things about attitudes that may be very wrong based on polling? Well, you know, that's a message we've tried to deliver over and over again, uh, more in terms of the media than polling specifically. But your view of America, if seen through the mainstream media, is so wildly distorted. I mean, it's 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 just it's a different place completely than the one you live. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this tax day, Thursday, April 15th, the year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin taxing your patience now, officially, oh. according to FCC rules and regulations. You see what I did there? Here we go at Mark. After the man admits to taking the dog, he claims he's taking its temperature. The shocking case of a man in the San Diego area who kidnapped a duck. <laughs> okay. In fact, he stuffed the duck in a bag. The duck okay? We don't know. Okay. The authorities are looking frantically for the duck and the man who's got a bit of a Dolph Lundgren and Rocky Three look. Rocky Three? No, no. Rocky Three was Clubber Lang. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rocky Four was that the that's big? That's Ivan uh, Drago. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got a bit of a Rocky Four look. This guy. He looks uh, to be straight out of a, a Nazi movie. Wow. And he's abducting San Diego's ducks and jamming them in bags. Same week that the world's longest rabbit is missing. It's a blow. Yeah, um, wait a minute. How does mailbag look? <laughs> this wasn't a particularly large duck, by the way. It was just a duck. Mailbag is fine. Was it's it a, solid. Was it a horse-sized duck? <laughs> we have uh, all the news of the day. There's some good news, too, on the job front. A bunch of different stuff. On the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
Armstrong and Getty Show. We gotta take a look at what the defense is up to in the Chauvin trial about the death of George Floyd. A few miles away from there, more mayhem last night and rioting over uh, a, a man shot dead in an attempted arrest. Yeah, more rioting over the desire to implement Marxism. Okay. <clears throat> um, uh, we'll get some good economic news, which is fantastic. Then oh, it's great. Yeah, terrific. Bad news on the love front is... Uh, a former bachelor turns out to be gay. Yes. And he was actually on two different seasons of that idiotic franchise. And he doesn't like girls. And A-Rod and J-Lo have issued a joint statement. That is oh my. bad oh news. My. We'll have full team coverage. <laughs> Brace yourselves. Oh, plus, I'd like to clarify, just for the record, I did not buy 75,000 tortillas. I will, I will explain that story coming up. Seems to be some doubt. The f- yes, to that question <laughs> the, I with can't our wait. credit card company, yes. The very first ever uh, vote to study slave reparations in the House of Representatives. So uh, talk about that. God help us. Mailbag. <laughs> Here's your freedom-loving quotes of the day from the great Voltaire. It's going. This is uh, driving me back to read some Voltaire. I read Candide back in the day, but nobody explained to me that it was a satirical novel and written by a Frenchman. So I spent the whole time reading it thinking, what the hell is this guy's problem? <laughs> Not understanding it anyway. Uh, listen to this, would you? Michael, turn off the music. Turn off the jaunty music. Wow. I rarely do this. Wow, I'd say. I've been reading and reading and reading, as you know. Some of the stuff of my heroes, James Lindsay, Christopher J. Rufo, about how hard the Marxists are trying to impose their system on the United States through the lens of race. That's 100% what's happening, and I have some great stuff for you coming up. But anybody who studied communism, anybody who lived through the 20th century, is going to recognize the truth of these two quotes from Voltaire. One, those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. Hmm? Holy crap. Pow! Those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. Second quote, no snowflake in an avalanche ever feels responsible. There you have the psychology of extremist political movements and how they get people to commit unspeakable acts. Hmm. That is some heavy stuff, man. Heavy. Crank up the music again, Mike. Or is it too late? (laughs) Too heavy. Jaunty. Blew my own mind. Daniel writes, that was freaking awesome. Thank you, Mr. Joe Getty. Just watched that no-hitter yesterday, thanks to you. Had no idea they had apps that alert you. Uh, Downloaded it yesterday, got my alert, brought my boy in, watched the last three innings of the game, never saw one before. That was freaking awesome. Daniel, you want to hear the punchline? I, I brought up the idea. I didn't do it. I only became aware of it uh, after the fact because there was an incredibly close play at first base that would have broken up the no-hitter. Ooh. And uh, the, the ump called the guy out. And they sent it to New York, and they took 27 different looks, and they figured, yeah, he did it. The, the ump nailed the call. The ump happens to be one of my best friends. So, well done. I uh, hate on. the replay ump thing. I hate it. I do, it. too. I do, too. Yep. 
The umps are no big fans either. Here's a note from Greg. Love all your guests, guys, but holy crap. Doom, doom, doom. The Mike Lyons interview today was legitimately one of the most sobering things I've ever heard. Hard to listen to, but appreciate you bringing us the straight scoop from folks in the know. Yikes. K-D-I-T-C-O-F. Keep dooming the crosshairs of freedom. Uh, whatever that means. Greg, yeah, if you didn't hear our Mike Lyons interview, it's available uh, via podcasts, yesterday's show, hour three, two, two. end of hour two, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, at armstrongandgetty.com. Um, and Love he, Mike. And when in doubt, just listen to all the hours. That's a good idea. And, Sean, bingo. And Mike Lyons was uh, a fan of getting out of Afghanistan. Yeah, he was. I'd, I'd like to have another conversation with him because I've been I'm thinking about that a lot. Sure we will. I am brimming with ambivalence on the topic, as many people are. Uh, Dan says, guys, love your show. Thanks, Dan. You guys should push for every city to have a Twitter account like Street People LA and have politicians forced to follow their cities. They can see how bad their cities have become. I logged a little time on Street People LA documenting the uh, bum and junkie camps of the great city of Los Angeles. Wow. And it is sobering. It's crazy. Man, we got a lot more great email. Maybe we'll sprinkle it in throughout the day. That's a great idea for a Twitter account. Email sprinkles. <laughs> Some good economic news. Is it real or not? I don't know, but stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Having trouble organizing as there are so many little things I want to make sure we get to today as opposed to, you know, like giant overarching abortion, good or bad, and take calls for two hours, a bunch bunch of little things. Well, we don't take calls at all, so it's a good thing we're not doing that. But I hear you. Yeah, there are a lot of good stuff, things to talk about. We'll sprinkle them in throughout the day. I've been accused of getting drunk and buying 75,000 tortillas. That did not happen. 75,000 be a lot. I will explain. Stay with us. Plus, a duck napper is menacing California. Um, more states passing rules to keep uh, boys from participating in girls' sports. Talk about that. Good. And obviously Good. the uh, the the big discussion of ending the war, using my finger quotes in Afghanistan, which hasn't been a war for a very very long, very long time, but us getting out. So here's your good economic news that we promised you. Two things: one, March retail sales surged on the stimulus and the vaccines. I think the stimulus has a lot to do with it. Um, based on like every outlet I went to after the first round of stimulus, people are running out and buying stuff, which is, is mm-hmm. you know part of the point, but. Uh, retail sales jumped almost 10% in March from the prior month uh, as reopenings and stimulus money and vaccinations all started happening at the same time. So we hope that trend continues. I think, I think, I'm not smart enough to noodle through whether people spending their stimulus money or saving it is a good idea for America. But I know it's a good idea for you personally, but I don't know about for America. Right. Well, it could be argued it's a fairly low-interest credit card. We're just loaning ourselves money to run out and spend, and we will have to pay it back with interest. But it's a low interest rate at this point. I know. For now, people granted, like, uh, our, the problem is our balance is $23 trillion. Yeah, I know for people like my parents who didn't need the money, it just went straight into the bank. But apparently, a lot of you went out and spent your money. Uh, jobless claims fell to the lowest level since the pandemic started. To 576,000 last week. Wow, um, that's the first number below the previous all-time record. Yeah, 
It's the first believe. Number, the, the previous all-time record was 600-some thousand, mm-hmm. and uh, we are below that, but still way above the 220, 220,000 that was what was going on when this all hit. Well, but and as always, I, I point out that's not the number of unemployed people, that's the number of new claims. Right. And um, and uh, as uh, smart people point out, it's just a week. Don't make too many determinations from a week. But uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes uh, You know, in weeks to come. Nine out of ten places I go, and I'm only saying that so that I don't say all, uh, practically every place I go has got a help wanted sign on the door. Hmm. I mean, it's amazing. What is going on when you're doling out trillions of dollars at the same time? And never in my life have I seen this many help wanted signs. Right. Ever. It's a restructuring of society. It's the francification of America. I'm not trying to be entertaining or, or uh, you know, sensationalistic or anything. It's clear. You look around you. You have jobs unfilled and you have people doing quite well financially who don't work. I mean, you don't need to be Milton Friedman to understand this stuff. So th- this is a fairly recent, all these, uh, you know, hiring signs on all these stores and shops and businesses and everything like that. But if they don't get filled in the next couple of weeks, couple of months, then what starts to happen? Uh, mm, I, I don't know. We hear louder cries for importing a labor force, perhaps from Central America. Um, fantastic. Again, that term was Central America. I sounded a little drunk there, and I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm only a little drunk. Speaking um, of business, got this note from Christine. My brother's a CPA. Guys, the reason the tax season is delayed is because our idiot Congress made a bunch of retroactive tax rules. Now he has to go back and correct tax returns that he's already submitted. But he has to go back and see which tax return replies to which new rules and correct them. It's idiotic. So does that mean the CPAs are as busy as they've ever been leading up to April fifteenth? But uh, uh, yeah, though, yeah. If unless Christine's full of baloney, uh, I could reach out to to my man. I used to keep better track of this, but now it's become complicated enough. Somebody else does it for me, and now I just roll my eyes and hope. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me, our uh, old friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, Stephen Moskowitz, who's a tax attorney and always has great tax news and tax advice, is going to be on the show a little bit later on. Um, I forget who this person is. Uh, it's a, an opinion maker of some sort. Her Instagram and Twitter is Jen Hatmaker, but it's a, uh, lots of followers, lots of retweets, like tens of thousands of, at, at the, it had been out an hour and got 20,000 retweets, so. Wow. Um, I watched an interview this morning with Dante Wright's parents and howled. That's the guy that got shot dead by accident when the policewoman uh, was thinking she had her taser but had her gun. It isn't fair. It isn't fair. Sent that says this, uh, you know, social media influencer of some sort. Not another young black man. Not another set of grieving parents on the news. Not another traffic stop that turned into an on-the-spot execution. Not another name on the longest, most tragic list in the world. I don't even know what to say anymore. You know who drives with air fresheners dangling from the rearview mirror every single day? My husband. I want to lock him up and never let him behind the wheel of his car again. I want him. I want to not see this. To not hear about these air fresheners. I want him to never leave my side. The trauma, again, another video. Black friends, parents of black boys. It's too much, and here we are again. And I want it to end. I want it to end. White friends, sound every alarm. Wail in the streets. We must purge every vestige of white supremacy from our own hearts and minds so we can help purge it from our corrupted, filthy system. There just aren't words anymore. Dante should be alive. They all should. 
So you got that, which is uh, interesting. And as we pointed out, and hopefully you're aware of this, the guy uh, had a warrant out, and he was involved allegedly in an armed robbery. He got back in his car. You don't know if he's going for a gun. You needed to not let him get away. The reaching for the gun instead of the taser obviously is a horrifying tragedy, but it it wasn't about air freshener. It wasn't a routine stop. It wasn't. It, no, it was uh, somebody with a warrant out, and they said, "Look, we got to take you into custody." And he resisted and tried to flee. Um, now, this is interesting. I was digging into this last night, and I, I found no satisfaction. There are a handful of organizations, big news organizations, but conservative-leaning, that are reporting that, indeed, he is the suspect. He was identified as the perpetrator of an armed robbery, a gun-related armed robbery. But your liberal media outlets continue to report that the warrant was merely uh, having a firearm without a permit. Hmm. Um, well, to, to wrap up this, the point I'm trying to make here, Jonah Goldberg of The Dispatch tweeted out, Some jackasses want race wars so bad you can feel the heat through the screen. And uh, he tweeted this out. This is coming from the other side. Male black capital, uh, male black capital cop intentionally kills unarmed white female Air Force veteran. No charges. Talking about the Babbitt killing, the QAnon woman from mm-hmm. San Diego that got killed at the Capitol during the riot. Right. Female white cop accidentally kills career criminal out on no cash bail for felony robbery, manslaughter. So he's seeing it from the other side. Now, Ashley Babbitt was killed, and there are videos to show this, at the very front of the mob that was trying to break in the door to get in as the Congress people were still trying to scurry out the back. Right. So neither one of these examples are good examples of what the people behind them are trying to say. In fact, they're terrible examples of that. I think they're brilliant examples of how easy it is to distort reality by a careful choice of words. Both are, hope, are, 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 are involved in, I don't know if they want a race war, but they're certainly participating in trying to start one, acting like this is all about race, and neither one of them are at all. Right. That's right. very troubling. Well, there are powerful forces that are desperate for a race war. It is their Marxist revolution, but it's on the basis of race and not class anymore. Chris Rufo just write, wrote an unbelievable piece, a devastating piece, about California's new school curriculum. I'll share that with you next hour. You're going to think it's made up, but I swear to you, it is not. Why would I listen to a guy who's eaten 30,000 tacos or whatever you did? I, I, <laughs> I have not eaten more than a couple of tacos in the last month. A couple of thousand? Uh, my uh, beloved bride was looking through our credit card statement um, the other uh, last night, actually, and found uh, fifty five hundred dollar a fifty five hundred dollar order to a tortilla uh, store manufacturer supplier. It's rain and tacos. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't have any tacos. I don't have any tortillas. I did not purchase them. Joe was making it rain tacos with his own credit card. (laughs) I go to a strip club where the the strippers are really hungry. And instead of throwing dollars, I throw tortillas. Turn this crap off. Um, And then Judy continues scanning down. Wait a minute. Evidently, they thought, wow, that that, uh, charge went through. And a $7,700 charge went through. Again, for tortillas. It's raining tacos. No, it's not raining (laughs) anything. (laughs) Especially not tacos. Not the tortilla, not the meat, not the lettuce, Michael. So the taco's a good sandwich, right, Joe? 
So the, that's the taco, the delicious Mexican sandwich that swept the nation, the taco. The, the line in that song that is confusing to me is, it's raining tacos, no need to ask why. Oh, I'd say there's every need to ask why. I, 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 would, I would have all kinds of questions of how, why, what the... If it there's started a raining critical tacos. need to ask why. <laughs> <laughs> Something's so going here's, wrong. <laughs> here's my question. And while I did once drunkenly order a, a, uh, a hammock... Even though we already had a hammock. I thought this looked like a really comfortable hammock. And it's still in its box. Anyway, um, here's my question for uh, detectives, investigators, fraud investigators, credit card uh, people. I suspect, well, uh, one thing I don't suspect is that somebody needed 75,000 tortillas and decided to steal my... No, it's not. I don't... my, My whole point... Is that I don't think that's happening. Uh, here's here's my question. Seriously, what what did the total end up being? It's like thirteen thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, and and I went. I found this business online, and uh, as far as I can tell, all they do is manufacture tortillas. So, <laughs> but here is my thought because I'm vaguely familiar. I remember stories like this, stories where a an employee somewhere they process a credit card transaction. And then cancel it and refund in cash into their own pocket. I think it may be some sort of inside job embezzlement thing. Of course, it doesn't matter to you, really. The credit card company, I assume, is who's going to try to, who, who cares about. They're the going to eat it, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway. so Visa's eating the charge, are they? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> uh, so if you have any idea what's going on, because I'm just curious, because something funky is happening. I've never had that uh, uh, high a number, but any times I've had somebody take my number and make charges, it was like at a number of different stores and gas stations and stuff like that. Kind of your traditional... What you expect people to do with your credit card? Right, they were they were buying stuff for themselves. That's why I'm so intrigued by the uh, mountain of tortilla. Never five so, uh, figures of of uh, uh, Mexican food products. Right, exactly. So uh, if you know what's going on, the text line is four one five two nine five KFTC, or if you'd prefer to email mailbag at armstrongandgetty dot com. Sean, did you have a thought? I was going to say, just uh, typically you see smaller test purchases before the big one. Um, in terms of uh, just typical like identity theft things. Uh, yeah, so they're... I was just offering that context as, as more information. Right, exactly. And that's why I don't think it was some petty criminal who just wanted to buy stuff. Yeah. So uh, like I think there's a side a... order of guac, you mean? Or... Exactly. It's guac a, is always extra. It's a scam. So like a, some a sort of little extra tub of sour cream, and then if that goes through... I think we've lost the thread here. This <laughs> is not about tacos. I suppose it wouldn't have to be Mexican food related. <laughs> Maybe nachos. Perhaps a chimichanga. Did the credit card company already said we'll take care of it? Uh, more or less, yeah. Wow, how yeah. much fraud do credit card companies eat every year? It's got to be gazillions of dollars. Well, and I don't want to be more specific about uh, where and what and when. I don't want to alert the thieves. Uh, but uh, let's just say for the sake of the argument, it was in uh, uh, ta, 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 Phoenix, Arizona. Any chance you were um, ambient up and went on like a Mexican food ben- binger? And I you was don't, you don't hanging out with Tiger. You're right. Tiger Woods and I were hanging out, popping ambient. Buying stuff online. No, but um, I would think the credit card company would say, why are these people buying thousands of dollars worth of tortillas in Phoenix, Arizona? They don't even live there. 
but they did not. And so they will eat, if not the tortillas, their loss. Hmm, interesting. Um, uh, other news we got to get to. Uh, the end of the war in Afghanistan is a big news story, obviously. But uh, what's going on with all the other places in the world? Iran claims they're enriching uranium at the highest level to try to make a bomb as fast as they can right now. It's a nice announcement out of them. Thanks for that. Among other things, and J-Lo and A-Rod have announced a joint statement. So, Oh, boy. Bad news on that front. State. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I was just talking about anecdotally, I've never seen more help wanted signs in my life. Now, I'm, you know, noticing them at whatever rate, and it's my area. I don't. Okay, so the dispatch tweeting out today Stephen Hayes, who uh, runs the dispatch, Dale's Diner in Waterville, Ohio, closed whack last week. More customers than any time in its 10 year history. Why did they close with more customers than they've had in a decade? No applicants for its many job openings. The owner of the restaurant said, I've been in business for 33 years. This is absolutely the worst ever. Okay, that's one place. Now we go to Florida, many states away. This restaurant near Pensacola, Florida. Normally I have people lined up to work. I've never advertised for a job ever. People just show up. My competitors are running ads on radio stations, Facebook, etc. The same thing as me. There's no one. That will apply to work here. Wow! That wow! Is you know, I've heard problem. that from folks. Yeah, I've heard that from folks running businesses where you have to have you know a couple of brain cells to rub together. But restaurants generally, depending on the gig, are very entry level jobs. You, you you start washing the dishes, whatever. You work your way up. If they're respectable jobs, I've held them. But that's crazy. That is scary. That's yeah. scary. Now, at right, the same more. time that we're going to try to get through a multi-trillion dollar jobs plan of some sort? To create more opportunity to create jobs? We can't fill the jobs. How odd. More on that to come, but outrage is growing after a video appears to show a man kidnapping a duck from the Claremont area of San Diego. The news report follows. On an afternoon two Saturdays ago, Robert Gong was outside his home looking out at the pond in his Claremont subdivision when he saw a man feeding a duck. He was trying to get the duck to come up on land by uh, slowly putting breadcrumbs. Gone went back inside, but moments later, this video was recorded by his next door neighbor. The man is holding the duck with his left hand. From his backpack, he retrieves a plastic bag. He appears to stuff the duck into the bag before putting the bag into his backpack. The neighbor watching this unfold becomes incensed. What are you doing? Did you really just put the duck in there? After the man admits to taking the duck, he claims. He's taking his temperature. As the man prepares to leave, the neighbor becomes even more upset. You put him in a bag so he can't breathe? Do you even live here? No. What are you doing here? Bro, put the duck back. Guy, put the duck back. What are you doing? After the man biked away, the neighbor showed the video to Gong, who filed a report with the State Department of Fish and Wildlife, the agency confirming it's begun a probe to see if any crime was committed. Stuff a duck in a bag, yeah. Stuff a duck in a bag, yeah. When you're feeling down, life's a drag. Stuff a duck in a bag. So what's the crime? Illegal duck temperature taking? So 
I don't I, believe for a minute he's going to take the duck's temperature why, unless he's a duck blanker. Why would you say that? Because you're crazy or something. The guy looks like a an extra in a Hitler movie, by the way, too. Some of he's the, got a very troubling look. Some of the questioning was odd also. I mean, I, I would react. I wouldn't know how to react either, but why did you stick the duck in the bag? Is there a possible good reason for it? You really just duck. put the I'd duck in it. there? Put the duck that seems back, like bro. a reasonable question. Bro, put the duck put back. The... <laughs> bro, put the duck back. That's some odd behavior, man. I, I doubt anything good is going to happen to that duck. Well, no. Is that guy cooking it or, or making it It's his wife or, or what? <laughs> well, there's something perverse happening here. After the man admits to taking the duck, he claims he's taking its temperature. Yeah. That's I'll an odd claim. Yeah. Yeah, and the guy bikes off with the duck stuffed in his backpack. I think Bro, I, put the duck back. I think I would have said, Bro, why are you taking the duck's temperature? For what reason do you need to know the, t- the duck's temperature? He Sir. was an odd confirma- a combination of willing to answer some questions and ignore others. Are so you I'm a not duck sure you doctor? Are you a real duck doctor? Or are you a quack duck doctor? Which would be even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Follow-up question, sir. Follow-up question. Does the duck appear uh, ill to you, or why are you taking it <laughs> Many questions, few answers. Armstrong and Getty.